children. It came as a shock to a great many of us all around the world. Now, I don't know about you, but I was a big Donna Summers fan. One of my favorite movies as a youngster was Thank God It's Friday. Yeah, because I was all into the disco thing. That was the time I was a teenager. And, uh, I was a Big into uh, the writer of these songs, Last Dance and um, MacArthur Park, uh, which won an Oscar um, for uh, Paul Jabara. I was a big fan of Paul's and a big fan of Donna's. Now, this might fly in the face of some conservatives because Paul Jabara was gay and passed away of uh, HIV, AIDS some years ago and uh, Donna the whole disco thing but hey I'm a very complex man I'm a very com- complex individual uh, so I'm more in the passing of Donna Summers today uh, with that tune starting off kicking off the show alright let's get into it I'm going to be on the road tomorrow folks oh by the way you're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report, and I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. <laughs> yeah. Today's date is May 17, 2012. Beautiful Old Town Alexandria is where I will be tomorrow. Today I'm in Georgia, beautiful Swanee, Georgia. Uh, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Wow. 
there are those who are saying that President Obama has suffered a pretty bad week, pretty bad month to be exact. Democrats in general, particularly the unions, and thus the topic of our show tonight, Romney, all Romney has to do is keep his cool. Don't make any mistakes. Don't say or do anything stupid. And I believe that he's got this in the bag. Remember that Barack Obama was elected, and he said that during the course of the election that because he lacked experience, that you could paint a picture of him however you wanted, that he was a blank slate. For those of us to project our hopes and our dreams upon, we, if we needed him to be liberal, he would be liberal. If we needed him to be a socialist, he'd be a socialist. If we needed him to be conservative, he'd be conservative. He was a blank slate. And just color him. Color him in. Shades of green and purple and orange and blue. Yeah, we can see a rainbow. And a lot of folks fell for that. It was like all about, you know, we don't know who this guy is. We don't know what he's going to do. You know, his past is murky. You know, he's, uh, you know, is he a socialist? Is he a Muslim? Is he, was he born in Kenya? Was he born in Hawaii? Was he, was he born in Chicago? Where is this guy from? What's he all about? We don't know. We don't know. But you know what? For a lot of folks back in 2008, that was a very refreshing thing. It was very refreshing to have one, a quote, African-American, end quote, running for the White House along with a woman. Those were two historic events. And the old stereotype well he speaks well he seems to be quite intelligent he he dresses well we like him now back in the old days a few years ago if you spoke the english language rather well and you just happened to be of color and you dressed well and white folks liked you you were considered to be a sellout you were considered to be an Oreo. You were considered to be a geek. You were considered to be not authentically black. But Barack Obama came upon the scene and it's all good. Oh yeah. He's a blank slate. We don't care that, you know, we really can't tell, you know, what what is what his ideas are that he's quite vague and you know, policy matters and that sort of thing. It doesn't matter. He's a refreshing, hope, and changey kind of guy, and we dig it. Because after eight years of George Bush, hey, that's what we need. We need hope. We need change. We need a new direction. Why not try something different for a change? You know, why not try something new? Okay. I dig it. I dig it the most. Let's try something New. Let's try something different. Let's try Barack Hussein Obama. Let's give him a chance. Because for me, that's all black folks were saying. Give him a chance. Okay. It's been nearly four years. We're $15 trillion in debt, $5 trillion more than when he took office. When I suggest to black folks that he spent more in the last three and a half years than all other previous presidents combined, that he's put us $5 trillion more in debt, they say George Bush started this all. How much of that $5 trillion is a carryover from George Bush's tenure? And that here's, – oh, here's my favorite. You have to spend money. Some Negro actually said this to me. In order to make money – you have to spend money. I considered right up to this point that that person 
would be that that person was an intelligent human being with a brain. But after that comment, and you know, I don't like to do this because whether you're stupid, an idiot, whether you're a smart person, you know, you, we can still be friends. But at that point, I had to completely disassociate myself from that individual. So, onward. We have Barack Hussein Obama now. He's no longer a blank slate. We know what he's all about. We know what Biden's all about. We know what the Democrats want. We know that the guy is actually not even doing the job. I remember when... uh it was said that Barack Obama was lazy while working at the University of Chicago as a um, le- uh, visiting lecturer. He was not a professor. He was a visiting lecturer. While visiting and lecturing, the faculty members who were his peers, for lack of a proper word, verbiage, uh, said that he was lazy. He really didn't do much. He didn't come in on time. He didn't really uh, study lesson lesson plans. He didn't really do anything. And then when he was in class, he pretty much mumbled his way through it and was pretty much incoherent. But he got the job through patronage, and so he couldn't be let go. So they just let it go. For fear of being labeled racist, they ignored the fact that he was an incompetent visiting lecturer at the University of Chicago. So now he's president of the United States, and he spends all his time golfing, just kind of hanging out, not really doing the job, certainly not engaged. He spends the entire his entire career as president campaigning and giving speeches and hanging out with with the likes of those uh, hideous ladies on the View, except for Miss Hassel, Mrs. Hasselback, of course. Um, and he and he's all over TV. Oh, he's singing, he's dancing, he's shuffling. Here's the thing. Black folks are so with this guy. Why do they are they not appalled at his step and fetch it type uh, uh, behavior on television? He's singing, he's dancing, he's shuffling, he's doing everything except eat watermelon and fried chicken and yaza naza. He's doing all of that. But black folks are still with this guy. Most Americans find him to be terribly engaging. And they say that, you know, we like the guy. It doesn't matter what his policies are. It doesn't matter that he sucks all to be damned. Nope. So we're going to get into it in just a minute after these brief, crass commercial messages. And we're going to talk about the 177 days... 176, 174 days until Election Day. And we're going to talk about exactly what Obama's up against because now he's no longer a blank slate. We know all about him now. Oh, yeah. We know all about him. And there's more to come. We'll be right back. You're listening to the C. The C. Robert Jones Situation Report. To follow, not lead. To suffer, not prosper. To despair, not dream. I'd start with energy. I'd cut off America's supply of cheap, abundant energy. I couldn't take it by force. So I'd make Americans feel guilty about using the energy that heats their homes, fuels their cars, runs their businesses, and powers their economy. I'd make cheap energy expensive. So that expensive energy would seem cheap. I would empower unelected bureaucrats to all but outlaw America's most abundant sources of energy. After banning its use in America, I'd make it illegal for American companies to ship it overseas. If I wanted America to fail, I'd use their schools to teach one generation of Americans that their factories and their cars will cause a new ice age. And I'd muster a straight face so I could teach the next generation that they're causing global warming. When it's cold out, I call it climate change instead. I'd imply that America's cities and factories could run on wind power and wishes. I'd teach children how to ignore the hypocrisy of condemning logging, mining, and farming while having roofs over their heads, heat in their homes, and food on their tables. 
I would never teach children that the free market is the only force in human history to uplift the poor, establish the middle class, and create lasting prosperity. Instead, I demonize prosperity itself so that they will not miss what they will never have. If I wanted America to fail, I would create countless new regulations and seldom cancel old ones. They would be so complicated that only bureaucrats, lawyers, and lobbyists could understand them. That way, small businesses with big ideas wouldn't stand a chance. And I would never have to worry about another Thomas Edison, Henry Ford, or Steve Jobs. I would ridicule as flat earthers those who urge them to lower energy costs by increasing supply. And when the evangelists of common sense try to remind people about the laws of supply and demand, I'd enlist the sympathetic media to drown them out. If I wanted America to fail, I would empower unaccountable bureaucracy seated in a distant capital to bully Americans out of their dreams and their property rights. I'd send federal agents to raid guitar factories for using the wrong kind of wood. I'd force homeowners to tear down their own homes built on their own land. I'd make it almost impossible for farmers to farm, miners to mine, loggers to log, and builders to build. Because I don't believe in free markets, I'd invent false ones. I'd devise fictitious products like carbon credits and trade them in imaginary markets. I'd convince people that this would create jobs and be good for the economy. If I wanted America to fail, for every concern I'd invent a crisis, and for every crisis I'd invent a cause like shutting down entire industries and killing tens of thousands of jobs in the name of saving spotted owls. And when everyone learned the stunning irony that the owls were victims of their larger cousins and not people, it would already be decades too late. If I wanted America to fail, I'd make it easier to stop commerce than to start it, easier to kill jobs than create them, more fashionable to resent success than to seek it. When industries seek to create jobs, I'd file lawsuits to stop them, and then I'd make taxpayers pay for my lawyers. If I wanted America to fail, I would transform the environmental agenda from a document of conservation to an economic suicide pact. I would concede entire industries to our economic rivals by imposing regulations that cost trillions. I would celebrate those who preach environmental austerity in public while indulging a lavish lifestyle in private. I convince Americans that Europe has it right and that America has it wrong. If I wanted America to fail, I would prey on the goodness and the decency of ordinary Americans. I would only need to convince that all of this is for the greater good. If I wanted America to fail, I, I suppose I wouldn't change a thing. All right, and we're back with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. If I wanted America to fail, I had to get that out there um, one more time. I, I like it a lot, and it's so ironic, um, uh, the, the way the... Uh, the narrator um puts it out there it's almost ominous and um and it's so true here's the deal oh and by the way welcome back to the C Robert Jones situation report <laughs> the call in number is 3478848500 it's the washington times has a really cool article or had a really great article out, which came out May tenth uh, of this year, uh, an editorial, as a matter of fact, called "Bad Days for Barack," and it states that Romney can sit back and let Obama beat himself, and that's exactly how I feel. Romney can just sit back and chill. Don't do anything stupid. Don't say anything out of the way. You know, do your thing. Don't have a moment where you're some angry outburst or anything like that. It is 178 days as of May 10th until the presidential election. Every day presents an opportunity for the candidates. And that's so true, according to the article. Every day presents an opportunity. But what opportunities do we have, do we see befalling for us these days? Obama's budget garners zero votes in both the Senate and the House. 
his asinine, insane budget couldn't garner a single vote? Not one? And Reverend Wright is rearing his ugly head again. Stories that Obama was born in Kenya and raised in Hawaii are coming out of the woodwork. They're all over the Drudge Report and Fox Nation and all of that. There should be a question mark in front of Barack Obama's face. Who is this guy? Reverend Wright is coming out of the woodwork once again, and he's blasting Barack Hussein Obama. You've got Democrats coming out of the woodwork saying all kinds of crazy, weird things that are going to turn off a whole lot of independents. It's all for the taking. And yeah, Primo, uh, who, who just came into the chat room, never seen him here before. Glad he's here uh, listening to the show and supporting the show. That's a wonderful thing, and I do appreciate it. Primo says that he agrees with Rush. This guy, Obama, is landslidable. And I didn't even know that landslidable was a word, but it sounds damn good. Primo writes in the chat room that if Romney runs a smart campaign, he can win 40-plus states. And I agree. Obama has engineered his own Waterloo, especially with this idea of uh, gay marriage. You see, here's the thing. I think that Obama believes that he's such a narcissist, that Obama is such a narcissist that he believes that he can say things like, he believes in gay marriage, and other people are going to say, yeah, 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 gay marriage, I dig it, yeah. If Obama likes it, why should not? If the president of the United States thinks that gays should get married, then gays should get married. It's like the old story that you and I read as a child or were told of where the emperor had no clothes. He was buck naked. The emperor walking down the road, stark, buck naked, with a little bitty weenie and little peas for 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 balls. He's just kind of walking down the road, strutting, thinking he's wearing some shiny new clothes. And folks are afraid to say, "Dude, put some pants on. You're naked." They're they're all like, "Well, hey, that's some fancy duds, dude. Is that Armani?" You look great. And so Obama is thinking that, hey, this is all good. It's all gravy. I can say whatever I want. And there'll be a few folks who won't agree with it because I'm so hip and I'm so cool and everybody likes me. I can get away with this, but he can't get away with it. And Al Sharpton's coming out of the woodwork saying, you know, it's racist, (laughs) of course, and that clergy should adjust their way of thinking when it comes to the Bible and their faith so that Obama can be reelected. Because I guess your Obama has trumped, uh, you know, faith, hope, charity, the Bible, you know, those kinds of things. Obama is, is, is above all that. Obama is above the Bible. He's like God. Apparently, that's what the Reverend Al Sharpton thinks. And when you have this kind of talk coming out, all this craziness, folks are going to be turned off. Completely. The Reverend Al Sharpton uh, defended President Obama's recent stance on gay marriage. He's supposed to be a reverend, right? But I guess when you get your reverency over the internet uh, or or through some uh, mail order place, you can... Your morals can be, you know, relaxed, I suppose. So on the Tom Joyner morning show recently, the outspoken reverend surprised a few people with his stark defense of Obama's views. Sharpton believes there is hypocrisy brewing around the topic of gay marriage and as an op and as a country, we are bashing or basing our opinions of Obama on one aspect of his campaign. No, Mr. Sharpton. We're 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 basing our opinions of Obama on all of his policies, all of them. 
but Sharpton urges us to reevaluate our own views and remember that the 2012 election is not simply about gay marriage, but other issues that affect our community, like health care, jobs, etc. One opinion should not dictate how we choose to vote this election, says Sharpton. But Sharpton, I think, misses the point here. It's not just one opinion. It's not just one view. Obama's stacking these views up like, like cordwood. And when Obama says that he believes that gays should be allowed to get married and he puts a halt to the Defense of Marriage Act, that says so much more about so many other things. Healthcare, jobs, Sharpton should be ashamed of himself because as I as I as I understand it the the unemployment rate in the black community is at depression era levels so what do they think this guy's going Obama's going to be able to do in 4 years 4 more years that he hasn't done in this 4 the 4 that he's at he's decimated our healthcare system so uh we'll speak to that jobs non-existent in the black community so what's the etc.? Now he wants gays to get married. Black folks are totally against that. And even Al Sharpton was against Barack Hussein Obama running for the presidency. Now Sharpton goes on to throw ministers under the bus by saying things like this. So let me, and I quote. So let me get this right. If there's an opinion by the president you're not going to vote for him, so they can now appoint to the Supreme Court, they can take care of health care, they can take care of the economy, they can deal with your voter rights, all of that because some people you disagree with are getting married downtown. But you don't take that position at home with your governor. They call it hypocrisy. They call it taking out, talking out of the both sides of your mouth. My colleagues in the ministry, some of them have sinned against their own flock. And we say pray for them. The president gives an opinion and we throw him into eternal damnation. I don't agree with that. Of course you don't, Al, because you're a sinner. You've got a police record a mile long, a mile long. You can't throw stones, my man. You're pretty much a charlatan and a criminal. You're not going to throw stones. If Obama says that two dogs should be able to get married in federal court, you're going to go with it. A month ago, the prevailing media, the prevailing media narrative was that presumptive Republican nominee Mitt Romney was in deep trouble. Remember that? And so many of my blog talk uh, friends, listeners, not just with blog talk, but all over. There are some folks who actually listen to my show while they're driving in their cars. But a lot of my uh, fellow hosts, GGT 183, 2020 Radio, Tesla, and even Southern Sense, were against the nomination of Mitt Romney. They didn't think he could win. Something happened on the way to the coronation, though. Four years ago, Barack Obama lost three of three of five of the many Democrat primaries to challenger Hillary Rodden Clinton. While Republican John McCain wrapped up his nomination by the end of February. And we know how that race turned out. Things have been going better than expected for Mr. Romney. A Politico George Washington University poll released this week shows that Obama is minus nine points. February has vanished. The race is now neck and neck. Most importantly, Mr. Romney leads among independent voters by 10 points. If the election were held today, Mr. Obama would lose every swing state 
on his must-win list. GGT 183 says that he is still not a Romney supporter and never will be. But I asked my good friend GGT 183, who hosts a great blog talk show at 1130, following 2020 Network, following which follows me. Who else? Who else is there? He's all we got, and we don't know. He may turn out to be, you know, uh, 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 a Republican light, or he may turn out to be another Ronald Reagan. From my lips to God's ears. Mr. Romney leads among independents right now. Part of the reason that the fortunes have shifted is Democrats have had a series of bad, bad days. And I dig it. I love it. Imagine. When was it the last time that the President of the United States did not garner one single vote for his budget in both the House and the Senate all in the same day. We have a call on the line. Call your own. Yeah, it was when, yes, yeah. this is Maze. Maze, you know, where you been, girl? I've been listening. You know why he hadn't, didn't garner one single vote? Because nobody voted but the Republicans. Just to show how foolish they were. With no, the no, 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 no. That's why Maze. you saw the Maze. Vote. Everybody voted. He didn't get a single vote. Every, every swinging, you know what, voted in the House and the Senate. They all voted because they all are the same. They all got the same problem. What's the problem? The Democrats and the Republicans both got the same problem. The Barack Hussein Obama. That's why we can't get in the bills or anything passed. That's why they, he can't, he got the fight to get something accomplished because they all got the same problem. His budget is a, is is a is so destructive that it will completely destroy this country, and even Democrats know that. The country is already destroyed, as, as they say, they don't have any money. <laughs> but if the country don't have any money, seems like some money somewhere for all this money these these Looney Tunes throwing out just to have a pan campaign made. President Obama wants to spend even more money. You got he to wants, spend the money. No, how, how do you make your money? You just sit with it in your pocket, or do you got to use it to make some money from it? Mays, you're absolutely right. How is money? How is money? How is money made? You got to spend to make money, right? I spent you. you I have, but here's the deal, Mays. I have money to spend. <laughs> I do, and I have it, and I but, spend it but, to make money but, from that but, money that I do but, have. But President Obama and this government, we don't have it to spend. You got it to spend on the war if it's left up to the Republicans. Well, Barack Obama's been Mays, Barack Obama has been president for nearly four years, and the he's war been, is still happening. He's been, he's been president for four years with, a, with, with wars that's been going on before he got there. They had to be paid for that was never paid for. Now, who's paying for those? No, 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 no. Somebody's that's, paying for those past that's wars. That's not true, Mays. Somebody, somebody, yes, it is true. President, president uh, Bush put us into uh, roughly $4 trillion in debt. Who was doing for it? During his eight years as president. Barack That's Obama you. has put us in another five in just four Who's years. Who's paying him for that? that? And the money that the president had to use, did he have to use it for some of that war that was never paid for? Let me ask uh, you this. Hello, Maze. I'm asking you answer my question. No, 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 let me ask you this, Maze. Isn't the president's job to balance the budget, to put out a decent – isn't it his job no, to – No, it's not the job. That's not his job. It's the Congress' job to balance the budget. But they're too okay. stupid to balance the budget because all, all right. of them up there staggering around like a bunch of nuts. All they don't right. know what they're doing. You know what? You know what? You got me there. You got me. You're absolutely I know I got you. Congress well, is to, to put out a budget and Obama's job to sign it. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm so happy that you realized he, that. He refuses to do so. Because he wants to tax and spend. He's nothing more than a tax and spend liberal. All he wants to do is tax you some more so he can spend some more. It's not even about balancing a budget. It's not I thought having, it was, I thought it was you y'all yeah, been crying about it's about, about balancing the budget. It's not about the debt. It's about getting no, more put, put more money into his hands. No, it's about getting those spend, people. Spend you know what more. I think it's about? Getting those people that caused this country to break down in the first place to be where it is, getting them and putting them in jail. That's what I think it should be about. That's this is our that's, Congress that we have, uh, and then maybe no. things will go. Because the whole world was messed up, not only this country. Hey, that's the fascist. whole world was messed up. 
it be this fascist and totalitarian and it's good. Whatever it's you crazy. say or whatever you call it. Uh, that's not so proper. I got you to say that it's not the president's job to balance the budget. Well, I'm glad it, it to know actually, that. Actually, it is. It's his job to put out a budget. And it's his for, job to sign the, the budget and they come up with one. It's his job to put out the budget. He put out a budget. Nobody, nobody signed on to it. Not one single vote. Guy is inept and incompetent. Admit so it. When I, and then when you talk about the medical and all of this insurance and stuff going up, I'm like, why is the Congress there? They should be here to stop the insurance companies from taking people's uh, uh, medical bills and stuff up. They just just that for nothing. Admit that the President of the United States is an affirmative action hire, and like most I don't, affirmative and so action you. And like and most, you were and like most affirmative action hires, they turn out to be incompetent. Were you not affirmative action hired when you got in not. the military? Oh yes, you were. I was not. Oh yes, you were. No, I I wasn't hired by the military. I actually had to audition. Yeah, you and it uh, took, audition. And what kind it, of way did you have to audition? Took, I don't know about auditioning to go into the military. Just give me, Mays. What? It took fourteen weeks of blood, blood, actual blood. Sweat. You had audition. What kind of auditioning did you have to do? For me to earn the title United States Marine, I had to you earn, had to earn the title. You had to earn your rank. You didn't earn your title. And which they weren't doing you right in the military either. Higher. <laughs> I earned what I got. I'm asking you the question about okay. affirmative action. Oh, I believe in affirmative action too, and he was a affirmative action person. Okay. So if okay. he was one, I guess you were too. It's all maze. We have another caller on the line. We'll ah. have to get him. Say, don't you go away though, because you. Oh, I thought you're... you didn't want me to talk anymore. Oh, no, I want you to talk, but not just yet. Uh, caller, you're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Boy, Doc, it's good to talk to you. Man, it's a good to talk to you again. How hey, you doing, brother? Great, man. How are you? Or should I say sir? I mean, after all, you're a feel-great officer when you're not when you're left. Oh, boy, hey, I, uh, life fine. is good. I, how are you? I just got to say that to you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. But, but look, Doc, this has, been, this has been a great week, a great week. I mean, I have so enjoyed uh, 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 the fact that this week has turned out such pearls against the cultural Marxist left and Barack Obama. Oh, it, here you go I with this massive stuff. It's delicious. I mean, I mean, you claim you're not here with this There's man. Somebody won't hear that. You sound just like a Klansman. continues to unravel Barack Obama, literary agent, put out a brochure in 1991 when there was no controversy about him, his eligibility to be president, that yeah. he wasn't Born in Kenya, raised in George, Indonesia. I got one for you. They're not going to hire you for the job. <laughs> They're not going to hire you for the job. They're looking for a... All right, go ahead. is <laughs> funny. Now, remember, this literary agent was hired by Barack Obama. Now we're supposed to believe that for 16 years, they didn't correct the record. <laughs> yeah. They didn't correct it for 16 yeah. years. We're supposed to swallow this. Either the guy is a either, either. fact-checking error. This thing, it was a simple fact-checking error. They let lie for 16 years. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Either the guy, either he is a charlatan and he's tailoring who he is to his audience, or he's what we all thought he was. Look, let me tell you something. This guy wasn't even thinking about the presidency in 1991. No. He thought by telling what probably is the truth. Although he may be lying. He is a liar of the first rank. Make no mistake mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. But it's possible he may have thought, well, let me exotic myself up a bit. I think I'll be more appealing to these liberals and this literary form. Yeah. So he probably come up there and say, whether it was the truth or a lie, he figured it would make him a bit more exotic and maybe a bit more appealing to these liberals. So he just decided to either tell the truth or he lied. One of the two, he was lying then or he's lying now. I cannot believe that a literary agent would report other than what the client tells them about him or herself. I just can't yeah. believe it. I will not believe it. After all, these liberals tell me George Bush in 9-11 was an inside job. It's an absolute <laughs> you're, this, you're, this, mm-hmm. this brochure... It had nothing to do with Barack Obama. It was just a fact-checking error. Well, I love this. I love, I love this. it. I, I love, love it, too. I, I wonder oh. how, what sort of traction this is going to gain, though, in the, in the media and how it's going to play out with voters. Because as you know, Sarge, every week 
I'm not going to say every day and every moment of the day. That would be just disingenuous and not factual. But every week, something new comes out. We learn more about who well, we're dealing Doc, with. Yes, sir. But, Doc, look, it, it, it's like this. Uh, you, you, <laughs> with, with, with Barack Obama and this thing, I admit yeah. it's not an official document. It is not. It's not the birth certificate certified. Well, on who cares? It has, in and of itself, it has no legal authority in and of itself. However, I would like to see somebody under some legal adjudicatory rubric get this these agents into court have them testify under oath did barack obama tell them that he was born in kenya now of course yeah. that wouldn't prove that he was born in kenya but it would serve or tend to prove that barack obama told them he Ask was born yeah. in his do he know who did his birth certificate <laughs> <laughs> to go Get his ass. Can you ask him who did well, his birth certificate when he was born? Mays, Do he know? Mays wants to know, Sarge, who cares? And, no, I want to know who did his birth certificate when he was born. Do he know? Americans who care about Article 2, Section 1, Clause 5 of the United States Constitution because yeah. Barack Hussein Obama is the living, breathing embodiment and personification of the reason the founding fathers put it there. He hates yep. this country, and he wants to wreck it. And he's the reason they put it there, to keep his ass the hell out of the presidency. That's exactly – you're exactly right, Sarge. You're exactly right. And here's the deal. There there are going to be folks out there who are going to think of Mays and say, who cares? But they're not looking at the overall picture. They're not looking at the big picture. They want him to get away with it. Yeah. They want him to succeed. Yeah. I don't. I want him defeated. I want the truth about him brought out to protect the Constitution and our very way of life. This man hates this nation. He are the very best. He has utter contempt for it. That's the best, and it's tradition. And you say, and when you say that, you know, I'd like to just go move in another direction just for a minute. When you say that, GGT writes in the chat room that Romney will be a horrible president just because he has an R beside his name doesn't make him any better than Obama. I hope he fails just like Obama failed. But but here's the thing: I don't get the sense through anything that we've learned about Romney that he doesn't care about America, that he doesn't care about American values, that he doesn't that he wants to destroy this country. You no, know I, he, say, I think Romney is definitely not my choice first choice. In fact he's probably the last. Just uh -huh. Ron. But but you know what? I don't think he has contempt or hatred for this country. I really well, don't that's exactly. wrong with me. Uh, but I always thought Romney if of all the candidates actually had the best chance of getting the most votes. I thought any of them could beat Obama but Mm -hmm. I thought Romney actually had the best chance of getting the most votes from Obama because of the similarities in the two. I yeah. mean, if you don't like Obama and you're disgusted and disappointed with him, well, you got Romney. Look at all the similarities in many of their positions. I would think he would tend to pull much of the Obama constituency. But look, I'm worried about the way the country goes after he's reelected. Re I have yeah. every confidence he's going to beat Obama in a landslide. I'm not worried about that. You and Rush. Not. You, you and Rush worried. and Perry, I'm worried about uh, primo. The of the country after he assumes office, will it be enough to reverse this tide of cultural Marxism, entitlement socialism, over, you know, a budgetary explosion, and so on and so on? I'm just worried. Does he have the cojones and the fortitude to reverse it? I, I, I don't think he does. I don't have confidence in him. That's why I didn't support him first and foremost. He is an infinitely exponentially vaster, better choice than Obama any day of the week. So I'm going to support him and hope for the best and hope conservatives can pull him, hold his feet to the fire, pull him to where he needs to go. Well, I'm not happy. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not either. I, I much. I would much prefer, uh, uh, say, Newt Gingrich. I think the, the country would be in much better hands with him, and we'd get back on on solid footing a lot quicker. But Newt doesn't have. Uh, a lot of the other intangibles that are necessary to to win the White House. He's got brains. He's got experience. Uh, you know, but he, there's uh, he's missing some key com uh, social components that I don't that I think are necessary. Um, the thing about Romney uh, versus Barack Obama is, for me, is this: Barack Obama is not the ideal candidate, and I agree with all of you, including GGT. 
However, I believe that at least Romney will slow this decline down to a manageable level until uh, four years from 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 now, when 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 Romney has to run again and there's more conservative candidate out there. I think that if I had, of course, if any of us, and I even believe that GDT would agree with this, that even if uh, if we have the choice between Obama and Romney, it's got to be Romney. Yeah, do you agree? GDT, by an estimable and esteemed colleague on the GGT Primetime Conservative Show, doesn't mm-hmm. seem to see the At value. At 11.30, Monday through yeah, Friday. And, yes. Uh, he doesn't seem to see the value in slowing down the car, hurtling at Mach 2, headed towards the cliff, to maybe under subsonic. He doesn't, see the, he doesn't think there's any value in it. He thinks there's no difference. You know, being able to slow it down so maybe we can get control of it before we hurtle off the edge of the cliff. He thinks yeah. it's worth nothing. He thinks it's meaningless. Yeah. I'm trying to point out to him that while, yes, there may be insufficient difference between the men, certainly not as much as we would like, it is worthy to slow things Don't down. Don't nobody want Romney, so you can scream yeah, and holler all you want to. No. I've, been, I've been a pilot. I've been trained as a pilot. When you're in mm-hmm. a spin, you try to slow down the spin by applying opposite rudder, pulling back, Give yourself more time to do something before you smack the ground. It's important. Yep. If yep. you don't slow it down, you're going to hit the ground, crash, and flame out before you can do anything. You can recover from a spin if you've got enough altitude and get the plane slowed down enough. Yep. And I think that's what Romney represents, the ability to slow the spin down and to get put opposite rudder and throw their stick over to get control of the plane. I we- never think that's important. I do. I, I think it's important, and, and I, I, I wonder if GGT doesn't really believe that. Uh, hold on, uh, uh, Sarge, stay right there. We've got G-Ski uh, Rocks of, um, of uh, 2020 Radio Network, which follows my show at 9 p.m. Uh, G-Ski. Yo, Doc, hey. Sarge, May, how are y'all doing today? Yeah, everybody's good except Maze. Maze is beside herself. <laughs> Let's get her in here. Oh, Lala, y'all just like those aliens out there. Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because Sergeant needs his meds because he sounds like a broken record repeating himself over and over. They don't want Mick Romney. So I don't know why y'all trying to convince yourself that y'all need him. Who is they? You, boy. And, all, and Sarge they? and all the rest of them that want him. Don't want him. Well, but then they just don't have The committee wants him, and that's all that really counts right now. Who, they want who wants him? Republican National They committee. don't want him either. Yes, they do. They just got, that's all they got. Yes, they do. Yeah, you say so, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Jesus. I mean, if yeah. the Republican Party doesn't want him. So I hope you do some history on the Mormons and come back and tell us about it since you always want to look up stuff. All right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. So, say it again, Mays. You so you can so you can be on some, so your meds can calm you down. Oh, please. Oh, uh, hey. You can be excited, Mays. You're going huh? to do Mays. Hey, sorry, Mays. Hold on. Hold on. All right, G-Ski, go ahead. Mays is Mays is getting out of Well, well, of course, uh, like you indicated earlier, I'm I'm no Mitt Romney fan, never have been. But the one thing that I've always said, now this is just my own personal opinion, the one thing that I've always said is that a good candidate for president of the United States should be a governor and should have held a CEO position at some point. Mm-hmm. Mitt Romney has both. Mitt Romney was a governor of a ext- the most liberal state on the East Coast. So he has a proven track record that he can work with the other side. So like Sarge indicated, he has that ability to slow down what's going on in our country. And he even has the ability to present a passable budget – to Congress, even if the Senate maintains the the uh, the Democrat majority like they have now. Exactly, exactly, and I, and I agree with that. Um, Sarge's analogy of slowing things down uh, until we, you know, the reincarnation of Ronald Reagan, <laughs> whoever that's going to be, Marco Rubio's ready until we get a true conservative. A, a, a Ronald Reagan style conservative to 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 turn this thing around. Romney is our best hope, our stopgap measure, and I'm 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 good with that. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Romney, again, is not perfect. Uh, of course, now, uh, all of a sudden, we're going to hear that, uh, you know, Mitt Romney's Mormonism makes him unacceptable to the majority of Americans because, you know, he belongs to a cult. Well, let's see. Obama like just got I'm just telling Obama, you, the Southerners not like that. Obama just got through blaspheming everyone who seriously takes his Christian faith, who takes Christian faith seriously, because yeah. he actually had the nerve to analogize Christ's sacrifice on the cross and make it a mere sop to the promotion of homosexual sodomy within marriage. That was sheer blasphemy, and almost no one wants to comment on it. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. You'll hear some comments here and there about it on, you know, Fox, of course, but uh, and 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 a variety of blogs. But you're certainly not going to hear that in the mainstream media. Uh, you know, they're still they're they're still all for this guy. Now, I was watching Fox the other night and uh, watching um, uh, a Bill O'Reilly show, and it's been revealed that a lot of the media are finally, you know, up getting wise to uh Mr. Obama and they're starting to become a little bit more aggressive in and in and, and questioning his positions and his his policies but not to certainly not to the extent they will uh with Mr. Romney. Oh no. No, they're going to tell us about polygamy and Mormonism and the fact that uh the uh, Mormon church had a racist philosophy oh, 30 years ago or so and Barack Obama and Mitt Romney was a devout Mormon during that period. And they're going to tell us, oh, we're going to hear this ad nauseum over and over again. But the political Muslim, by the way, he's not a religious Muslim because he promotes, openly promotes homosexuality uh, in all of his guises. He promotes infanticide and abortion in all of its permutations. So he isn't a religious Muslim, there's no doubt about that. But he's definitely a political Muslim. But of course, that's something we shouldn't notice, even the fact that he's a political Muslim. We just need to be concerned about Mitt Romney's Mormonism. And after all, the Mormons do accept Jesus Christ as a prophet, at least. <sighs> I'll tell you, you know, it, it's really yeah. hard. You know, you know, one thing about all of this, the fact is that we are actually seeing a real vetting of Barack Obama for the first time since I watched this guy come on the national stage. And I'm talking about since before 2004. And you, know, and, and you know what? It's not pretty. It's not pretty. I mean, the, the 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 things that are coming out, uh, uh, Jiski, Amaze, and 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 and, and Sarge. I mean, they should. Uh, but but this, somehow, this this information that's coming out isn't bothering a lot of folks. It's not making a dent. It seems as though America has been. Uh, you know, when Obama when Obama said recently, uh, as a few months ago, to, to to lower your expectations, to manage your expectations, I think he means for the country to manage his expectations of its leaders. And and you know, ten years ago, this guy would have never even made it to the Senate, maybe, maybe to the Senate. He would never become president of the United States under these circumstances 10 years ago, 15 years ago. You know, and and, and suspending his um, you know, his, his 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 being a black man. I'm talking about if he were if he were a white guy and he had all this baggage, he'd be done. Hell, he'd be probably be done now. I don't well, think uh, I I might say that is True, but we had a, a attenuated version of Barack Obama with Bill Clinton. The massive corruption around that fool—he never should have got to be president either. He was similar in many respects. But I don't think he hated the country like Barack Obama does. He just thought it was a fatted calf to be uh, a butcher. Well, but, but Barack Obama mm -hmm. actually despises it, uh, and, and that's a critical difference. I think uh, what what it took to get Barack Obama in office was the infiltration of the cultural Marxist left into journalism. Mm -hmm. They were the ones who were responsible for letting him slip through the crack. They were the ones who refused to examine all the mountain and the avalanche of evidence against the fact this guy wasn't even constitutionally suited for the office. They just ignored it. Or they, or they ridiculed those who asked the questions and provided evidence, factual evidence, in the terms of Supreme Court decision, starry decisis, evidence about his, his, his forged uh, uh, birth providence documentation, they just decided to ignore it, said it was irrelevant. You don't need to know about it. If you do bring up the subject, you're a racist or nutcase demented lunatic. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, 
I certainly hope that you, Rush Limbaugh, maybe even Gigi, uh, GGT and and G and, and Gski believe that, and and you're right about you know Barack Obama being soundly defeated in just a few months. You know, you guys have a lot of faith in the electorate and in Mitt Romney. Uh, you know, because they go hand in hand right now in, in the defeat of Barack Obama. Now, I know that a lot of you think that almost anybody could defeat Barack Obama at this point, but I don't agree with that. I think this well, is going to be a- not anybody, but uh, any serious candidate, any. I say any. The man is losing votes to federal prison inmates. Yes, he did. I was gonna. <laughs> I was going to speak to that. <laughs> How much worse can you get? An unopposed candidate. I was going to speak. Right I'm free right, right now. We're going to get him, though. We're going to put his ass in jail where he belongs. But right now, he's free on the loose. And you got a federal inmate in Arkansas getting more votes than he does. Hopefully somebody will speak to that on their show if they haven't done so already. Because I was going to talk about it tonight, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure some folks have gone. I, I, have you guys have you guys gotten into that yet? I think I should because I mean you know it's amazing that this is unremarked upon. GG, it is amazing. West Virginia and Arkansas, the guy lost ground to a federal prison inmate. He should he should be embarrassed about it. Uh, uh, G Ski, what's your show topic for tonight? Are you uh, actually? I I have no show for tonight. Uh, but uh, next Monday I am going to get into uh, talking about <laughs> this guy that almost beat Obama in West Virginia. I I find that I mean extremely hilarious. I, I mean, but but you know now nowadays now that we've gotten almost. Four years of this jack wagon. Now people are able to see. People are able able to see. Now when I have debates with liberals, mm-hmm. all I have to do is bring up his record as president of the United States, and they can't they can't fight against it. No, they can't. They'll they'll it talk did. about they'll go back to talking about George Bush. Yeah, and then yeah. it ends up it ends up that this is what they say now. You know, remember before they were they were trying to say, oh no, it wasn't about that. Now, after I show them all the evidence of this failed presidency, they say, "Well, I'm voting for him just because he's black." Yep, that's the, we, that's the go-to. Yeah, what we said the whole entire time that people voted for him just because he's black, and right. they were saying, "No, no, you guys are racist, and 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 that's not the truth." Now, yeah. when you hit them with the truth about this jack wagon, they say, "Well, <laughs> I'm just going to vote for him because he's black." What exactly yeah. is a jack wagon? You you know I got that from what was it a uh, 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 I think it was a Geico commercial. Oh okay, I got it now. Yeah, remember uh, the, uh, the guy from a uh, full metal jacket? He was the uh, Gunny, Gunny uh, Lee uh, uh, Army. Yeah, Gunny yeah. Army. Well, I got another yeah. name for him, but uh, Doc won't let me say it on the show, so I'll keep it myself. <laughs> <laughs> in a more abominable individual in the history of the United States president, I don't believe he is absolutely the most abominable, despicable creature I've ever seen inhabiting the White House. Lies! And when we say these things, Sars, people say, why do you hate him so much? Why do you hate him? Why do you hate Barack Obama? Why do you hate our president? Why are you being so I disrespectful? I have hey, did you, did you yeah. guys did you guys catch the... Um, it's the uh, examiner piece. It was yesterday where the uh, GOP has uncovered that uh, he made deals with pharmaceutical companies in yes. order to get Obamacare passed. Yes, yes, indeed. And this dude is dirty. He's dirty he, in every sense of the word. Oh, no. Along with the corn husk bribe, remember the corn husk yeah. bribe and all that other stuff, and the, and the bribing of uh, Landrew down there in Louisiana. Remember? Yeah. Yep. I'm telling you, this guy is as dirty as any creature ever inhabiting the white. He's filthy. I mean, like I said, the, I've said this many times. You know, I mean, the, the miracle isn't that Barack Obama sw- uh, walked on water. It's that he swam through all that sludge and sewage in Chicago and didn't get dirty. <laughs> That's it. Woo! I've never seen worse. Never! You include George Ever? Bush both in the administration, right. you include Franklin Roosevelt. <laughs> We've got 26 
uh, seconds left to go, so we're going to end the show right now on that note. Thank you, Sarge G. Ski. Maze, girl, thank you for calling in. I'm glad you I know you were scared to let me loose on them because uh, those mm-hmm. that childish, Olive. I know y'all love the president. It's nice to see y'all show sure y'all love All right. <laughs> Donna Summer, <laughs> real life. life. <laughs> Say hello to Paul for me, Donna. Okay. See you on the other side, girl. We're out. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. Yes, it's my last chance for romance to die.
last day. 